And now, around the world and around the corner, it's the David Bowers Awards, bringing the best in indie music to millions of listeners worldwide with your host, the David Bowers. We've got a fantastic lineup of guests, as well as our engineer extraordinaire, Nick the Geek, our entire crew here at the Asylum, and me, I'm John Bon Jovial. And now, here's the voice of indie music, the David Bowers. Thank you once again, legendary John Bon Jovial, and thank you listeners all around the world for stopping by to catch another hour of our music show and talk with the artists who make it. Glad to have you with us, and uh, we're uh, we're here every week doing this. We've got another great show for you, I think, and uh, we got some great music. I know we've got an old friend coming back who is uh, is our first music of the week. Uh, McKaylin has uh, new some new music coming out, and she's going to be joining us next week. But this week, I thought we'd give you a a little bit of a treat here in that uh, this track is one that uh, is available now, but this track she did originally as an acoustic number back when she was 12 or 13 years old. She's updated it, and here it is. This is McKaylin with Carnival. Standing line to get your best seat On the street You're with me Then you're gone Stay here with me Or we're done
And there you have it. That's Carnival, McKaylin, and she'll be joining us again next week. That was an interesting number, and that particular version of it, uh, she features Sean Brady with her on it. So um, we'll have to talk to her about that next week. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if we can squeeze it in. Maybe we'll leave, maybe we'll even play a little bit of the uh, of the original uh, as an acoustic that she did originally when she was just a little kid. That should be interesting to try that. What'd you think, John? The difference is like day and night. I can remember when uh, you know the she came out with the acoustic version. It was good, but there is a maturity now to this that uh, is so obvious, and it is so much more polished. And and dare I say it, you know, as good as the original was, this is a lot better. And uh, if, if she can keep that maturity to her voice, uh, the throatiness of it, for lack of better words, uh, she's got a good possibility of, uh, you know, developing this style and going places. Yeah, I really, I really like this arrangement of it. She's done a, a really nice job with it. And uh you know, it's funny, too, because it, it captures the innocence of youth. You can believe that she, she came up with this song when she was 12 or 13 years old. Uh, the, the, it's just got that innocence to it, and yet it's still a perfectly commercial sound, which is uh, a great combination. Yeah, I like that. And as I said, she will be joining us next week here on the David Bowers Awards where everyone who comes on, every guest of ours, is an automatic awards winner, and we're proud of that. And we're also proud of the fact that uh, Mary Perry in Rochester, an accredited disability representative, is a uh, sponsor of ours. She, uh, she makes sure that our show gets on the Rochester Free Radio, and uh, we appreciate her underwriting the David Bowers Awards on Rochester Free Radio. John Bon Jovi, how are things in your part of the world? Well, you know, summer has definitely gotten here. We've got the uh, the the um, upper levels have got this Saharan dust that is coming over across you know, the Atlantic now, and. Uh, it, it's it's good in one respect in that it kills any possibility of getting uh, any tropical storms uh, because, you know, we're into the hurricane season now. So that's a good thing about it. But the bad thing about it is that it makes it just absolutely hotter in hell. <laughs> it's just, you, if you're going to do any work outside, you've got to go out early in the morning because by 10, 1030, uh, you stay out much longer. Seriously, there's a possibility of heat stroke and nobody wants to see that happen. Uh, but uh, typically this time of year, uh, it'll get into the 90s, which it is, but the feels-like temperature lately has been about 110, 112, and normally it's probably about 97 or 98, so there's quite a difference. Well, we're really familiar with that here because uh, this time of year, every day is a potential heat stroke day. Uh, 90s, well, give you an idea, we have a cold snap right now as this is recorded before the 4th of July, and uh, it's a cold snap. We're about 10 degrees below normal. Matter of fact, today we didn't break 100. <laughs> we hit 99. Break out the parkas. <laughs> yeah, really. You never put away your Wrap them up or around your neck. We don't <laughs> want you getting frostbite now. Oh, that is the truth. But, yeah, as a matter of fact, you know you know what kind of a world you're living in when 80 degrees is cool and comfortable. 
I was out on the yes, patio last night before I went to bed. And <laughs> as a matter of fact, I didn't even have my shirt on. And it was just, you know, great, great temperature for kicking back and just looking at the stars. It's, uh, it's crazy. 80 degrees is cool and comfortable. Wow. Who'd have thought? <laughs> I remember when I was a kid in upstate New York, that was a darn hot day. 80 degrees was hot back then. Yeah, growing up in Boston, same way. Yeah. Yeah. You just, you just never know until you actually experience it what the, uh, what the difference is. It's, it's really strange. And, uh, well, I think we've covered enough weather. We probably should get back into the music. I wanted to mention the fact that uh, our next guest is up for an award. As a matter of fact, they have been nominated for the, uh, well, let me let me make sure I got this right. They've been nominated for the Josie Award for World Artist or Duo or Group of the Year, and uh, we wish them all the luck in the world. And we're going to have uh, Charles Daza and the Revenants talking with us in uh, in just a couple of minutes after we play this first tune. Yeah, but before we do that, uh, you know, I think since we're you know mentioning. Uh, Awards that can be won, awards that will be won. I understand that a magazine article has been published featuring none other than the world-famous the David Bowers. And uh, <laughs> I, I just think, now I know that we don't normally push ourselves like that, but ladies and gentlemen, you've got to go to Facebook and you've got to look up the Lazy uh, Indie Music Magazine, and that's spelled L-A-Z-I-E, and prominently featured is a very in-depth music about the promotion of indie music and the people that do it, and one of them being featured prominently is our very own the David Bowers. And uh, i got to tell you, I read the article. It is fantastic. It's going to do us a world of good, but I think it's going to do anybody that comes on this show a world of good as well. And so uh, I'll go ahead and I'll stop patting us on the back now, and if you want me to <laughs> shut up and play some music, maybe that's probably a good idea. Well, well, thank you very much. That was uh... That was very nice of you to say, and yes, it was uh, it was a pleasure and an honor to be uh, interviewed for Lazy Indie Music Magazine, which is out of India. So hopefully, we've got our uh, our India audience contingent on board with us. Glad to hear that, and uh, thank you very much for the kind words, both John Bon Jovial and Jay at uh, at Lazy Indie. We really appreciate that. It was a pleasure. And uh, before we bring on the next uh, the next act. I feel like a ringmaster here. Bring in the next act. Um, I do want to say hello to one other friend of ours off to the west, and that would be our new some of our newest followers at Honolulu Ford, who build themselves as the largest American car dealership in the world. We want to say hello to Angela Wong, general manager, and all the rest of the crew, our friends at Honolulu Ford in Hawaii. Thank you so much for following us. Ladies and gentlemen, we get on with the music right now. Here are Charles Daza and the Revenants. It's called Nasan Kana.
Nesantana. That is Charles Daza and the Revenants right here on the David Bowers Awards. And uh, Larry's going to come in here right now and say hello to all of us and uh, tell us all about the band. Welcome aboard, Larry. Uh, thanks, John. Glad to be here. Oh, you got Dave now. Dave is here. <laughs> oh, Dave's here. Oh, hey, Dave. Yeah, How are you? Dave is in the building, yes. <laughs> Doing just fine, thanks. I'm so glad you could be with us. And uh, understand, if I'm not mistaken, that it's like, what, 6 o'clock in the morning where you are? Yeah, it's uh, a little after 6. Very 6 good. 6 a.m. on uh, Tuesday the 30th. And uh, we want to thank you so much for uh, being up a little, uh, well, for missing a little sleep to spend some time with us. We're so glad to have you here. Tell us about... Charles Daza and the are Charles Daza and the Revenants. I understand that uh, the lead singer used to be with the uh, with a heavy metal band. Uh, yeah, Charles actually uh, his his roots are in uh, really like a, a death metal type of music. Uh, he wow. was uh, one of the ori- original founding members of the uh, uh, super heavy heavy metal band here uh, by the name of Sin. Uh, here in the Philippines, and uh, they, they are actually regarded as being uh, the grandfathers of of heavy metal uh, here here in uh, here in the Philippines. So that's where uh, uh, his roots are basically from. Wow, that is really something, especially especially when you listen to a uh, a song like Nasankana, which is uh, so totally removed from death metal. You'd never never think of it so uh yeah that is uh that is quite how did he make the jump well it it's uh i i actually met charles probably about um i don't know six seven years ago and i was uh doing some work in his studio uh some some private stuff uh of my own and uh and doing just various projects over there and uh, he was actually uh, also a guitar player in a few other bands here, and one of them which w- was a band by the name of uh, Starscream. And uh, he actually hit me up one day about playing, coming into Starscream and playing drums for that band. So, of course, I um, wanted to break into the music scene here a little bit uh, from after coming from the States. So um, I was going to say, you have you know, a very... You have a very Americanized accent. I didn't think that it was a uh, a pure Philippines accent. No, I'm actually I was actually born and raised in uh, California, and uh, actually during the '80s I was more in my my prime musically, and I, I was doing a lot of work in in uh, like the L.A. club circuit, uh, Orange County. Uh, I had played in many many bands and, and had performed uh, a lot of different recordings, doing a lot of session work. Well, I was in the uh, uh, I was in the L.A. club scene uh, a little before you. I was out there in the uh, well, no, not that much before you actually. Uh, I I went out there in '78, and uh, I was in till probably the mid '80s, '84 or so. Ah, uh, yeah, I, I was uh, uh, actually. Um Probably mid '80s is when I actually uh, started doing a lot of work uh, in LA and Orange County, uh, Riverside County, all of that. Oh yeah. Did some, uh, done a few gigs in Vegas, um, 
way back then. Yeah, I tell you, those and, were um, those were some good old days. Oh yeah, I mean, I I I miss those days. You know, I really do. Me too. Yeah, but absolutely. Uh, yeah, after coming to the Philippines in uh, two, 2005, I uh, had relocated over here and was trying to get into, uh, you know, the music scene here because it's a completely different culture. Uh, and it's uh, it was interesting, you know, to say the least. But, uh, I bet. Anyway, after, after playing with, uh, you know, working with Charles on, on a lot of different projects, he just... One day, he played the song for me, which is uh, a song called Beady Eyes, which uh, he had written before. And then he asked me if I would lay the drum track to it, and I said, sure. So um, probably, you know, just after I laid the drum track, it was probably a couple of weeks later, and he just, he just out of the blues, uh, you know, came to me and said, hey, man, I, I want to do a blues project. <laughs> and mm. I said, okay. You know, <laughs> it was kind of bizarre. And Surprise! Then, uh, because I I had known him from the metal scene, I'm thinking, okay, d- dude, you're taking a stretch here, you know. <laughs> Just but, a bit. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then he had started writing uh, several different different songs and music-wise, and, and it was a, like almost a complete 180. But. But Charles, he he just he actually got right into his realm. You know, you know what I'm saying? It's like right, his calling. You know, some yeah. of the stuff he was writing and some of the stuff he was writing and putting out, it was like, you know, dude, you, you should have been doing this all along. You know, it was just really musically, it was very, very, very good. Lyrically, sure. it was also very good. That's, so that's really really neat and. Uh, John Bon Jovial, I know you've got something you wanted to get in here. Well, yeah, I wanted to jump in and, and you know talk about musical styles. Uh, before we do that, though, I think that uh, I had migrated out to California about the same time that David did, although we didn't uh, know that each other was out there at the time. Uh, but mm-hmm. if you were, in, you know, used to go down to L.A. all the time. But uh, if you know where the Owens Valley is, Bishop Mammoth, that area. And uh, I, you know, lived there for quite a few years. And, and like you, I do. I miss it quite a bit. And I, we did uh, a lot of radio out there. But, um, oh, yeah. you know, I want to talk about musical styles for a second. I mean, I can see a jump from uh, metal to blues. I, I, I can kind of accept the concept of that. But to right. go from metal to this melodic tune of Nasan Kana, and I don't know if I, I, I forgive me if I'm saying it wrong. Uh, it, no, it's okay. That, yeah. that's Nothing a cannot. stretch of a segue. <laughs> it really <laughs> is. And, uh, I mean, it's a beautiful song. And like oh, David, I also, I, I also wonder why, I, I mean, look, we play music for the love of music. Uh, and if it's right. a commercial success, that's great. But um, it, it, I also wonder why something like this wasn't done sooner to try to augment the type of music that maybe you might prefer to finance it. Uh, am I, I, don't, I don't know if I'm saying that right, but uh, I've never really quite asked that question before of anybody. Well... You know, I I don't know. I I'm not really a songwriter myself too much, you know. But um I mean I do, I do write and play and and do little things here and there. 
but Charles is really kind of a, a unique person, and and even though he he wants to, you know, it's the blues type uh, rhythmic patterns in, in most of our songs, but he he stays very in touch with with his Filipino culture and, and the Filipino type music, um, which is really not not very widely known worldwide. Uh, with the type now, of is Nasan Kana a, a uh, is Nasan Kana a, a, a typical representation of what Filipino music is? Well, for the for the most part, I think it is. Um, uh, we, we actually released a uh, uh, like a Tagalog EP um, here just at the end of last year, and it, it, it included Nasan Kana uh, and. Uh, uh, you know, four, three or four other songs on it. But it's kind of where the music is at this time, original music in the Philippines, is along that line. Um, I mean, Nasan Kana, of course, speak, speaks of, uh, you know, the, the typical love affair type thing where the girl leaves um, and, and tells the guy he's going to come back, and she didn't come back, so he sits around all night drinking, and then the one line in the song says "Sanisi, Sanisi Gal," which it translates in English in multiple ways. But um, "Sanisi Gal" means like I, I'm screaming or I'm yelling or I'm calling is the meaning of that. And then when it's repeated, uh, it then it goes into um, it, it, it's an ad like I'm screaming out, I'm scream or I'm screaming, I'm screaming out. Where are you now? And that's the English translation of Nasan Kana. Is where well, thanks are you to now? your uh, thanks to your uh, helping me with that um, when we first talked a few weeks ago. Uh, we did discuss oh, yeah. this last week because I previewed this song for our listeners last week, and I did go into a little bit of the uh, explanation that you just gave. But uh, so much better right. coming directly from you. Now I wanted to touch on. Uh, I wanted to touch on one thing because the music world is so messed up like everything else in the world right now with everything that's going oh, on, sure. especially the uh, the coronavirus. Tell us about the music situation in the Philippines. Uh, now, you've mentioned the differences in music, but tell us a little bit about what the market is like for a uh, for an indie band. Um. Not good. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, the music business is the music business, and uh, you know, right. I think we all we all know that record companies, record labels, they want to make money, you know, and they want right. they want to sell. But of mm -hmm. course, nowadays we're into the we're into the singles game, and we're into the digital marketing and digital this. So um, it, it's a lot easier for indie bands to actually get their music out there for for people to listen to so it, right. it's a little little easier that way but with reference to to perhaps you know signing signing a contract or yeah, the big of that nature, yeah yeah they the you know the, the the states of course you there there's a big advantage over there because there are so many very good indie labels over there 
that that really really get into the P and D market, the P and D uh, type contracts or deals with, with uh, various artists. Here you're dealing with you know subsidiaries of like Sony, uh, Universal right. Records are here, Viva mm-hmm. Entertainment, Viva Records, and you know it, it, it's strictly. Um, you know, from my perspective, you know, for being a foreigner here, but and and coming from like like the states and the music scene from the from the U.S., it's just it's very uh, it's very very difficult here. It really is. I can understand you know, I that. Now, do, is there any way you get your music exported? you the states for example because i for one have been in the music business for a long time and i have not heard a lot of uh, philippine artists well it's uh actually last year we we actually have only been together for well it'll be two years this november but uh when we came out last year we had started uh performing live here and there and uh, I got we got kind of fortunate. I had sent uh, a couple of a uh, couple of our blues songs to a, uh, uh, a label out of New Jersey, Bongo Boy Records. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, you're probably familiar with them, but uh, oh, we yeah. sent some uh, music to them, and luckily we wind up uh, signing uh, four songs on their their backroom blues eight by various right. album. Nice. So. Uh, that really helped us helped us a lot with regards mm-hmm. to uh, some promotion uh, from the states uh, worldwide, actually, and uh, Great, we started receiving yeah. some various mu- music reviews and things of that nature. So, and uh, I want to I want to jump in here. It's a and, process. Uh, absolutely, I want to congratulate you on uh, your nomination as uh, for the. Uh, Josie Awards for the World Artist Duo Group of the Year, and uh, wish you all the luck in the world there. Please do keep in touch with us. Thank you. We like to stay in touch with our guests on the show here, and uh, we look forward to having you come back and talk some more in the future. No, we'd love to. Awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, they call themselves Charles Daza and the Revenants, and I think you're going to find a little bit of a change of pace in this track we're going to play right now. This is called Old Camaro.
bold Camaro. That's Charles Daza and the Revenants from the Philippines. And uh, there you go. Uh, don't let it be said that uh, Philippine bands can't rock. I told you there'd be a little bit of a change of pace from the Sankana. And uh, it definitely was every bit of that. Great sound there from Charles Daza and the Revenants right here on the David Bowers Awards. Quick, John Bon Jovi, what'd you think about them? Wow, they could rock it. That's for darn sure. Enjoyed talking to Larry. He's uh, an interesting character. I wanted to try to get the question in, but unfortunately we didn't have the time of uh, what was it that caused him to move to the Philippines uh, in 2005? Yeah, that was uh, one but of the questions uh, I had. Yeah, it's apparent that he has uh, established himself uh, in the music community there and has become a decent influence. And uh, I'll tell you what, that shows it. That's uh, the the drum line on that is really nice because I know that's what he's doing. And uh, uh, and just to think that uh, that that Charles went from uh, metal to blues yeah. to something melodic and then back to rock and roll again, and it it, it shows diversity. Yeah, it does, and. Um... As uh, Larry said, I think Charles has found his place in music. He's got, yes, he's where he should be because that shows through in his music. Speaking about where we should be, we should be doing a little more rock and rolling, and we've got the guys to do it for us. They call themselves Wild Horse. You can find them online at Wild Horse UK. They've got a great new album coming out, not, not too far distant future. They just released the second track from it. We're going to play you their first track that they released last month that has just blown up and got them a whole bunch of new followers. Wild Horse, and the song is simply Camp.
Camp, they call themselves Wild Horse, and here they are to talk to us. Who do we have with us today? Hi, it's Jack and Henry. Hi there. Jack and Henry. Welcome aboard. Glad to have you here with us. You guys are just kicking butt with this new album. You know that, don't you? Yeah, you know, we're just, um, you know, it's, we're definitely gaining a lot of uh, new traction with uh, two and singles out right now, so we're just, you know, pushing doing, it. Doing what we do. Oh, and you do it so well. Like I've said, any anybody that'll listen to me, I've mentioned it online too. That the fact you guys just keep getting better, and uh, this these two tracks are uh, are proof of it. That that track we just played was so good, and then when they hear the new track, uh, I, I was just blown away with it. John Bon Jovial, uh, yeah, you know, I kept <laughs> listening to this. This great reggae sound that you've got, and I kept waiting for one of you to pass me a blunt. <laughs> well, well we're, we're on radio, John, so we can't do that yet. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> At least we can't great talk sound. about it. It's a terrific sound, it really is. <laughs> how, Thank how you. Did, no, really how appreciate did you guys, that. How did you guys get to where you are with your sound? Um, I think it's a case of. I think I think just basically we we just spent years um, trying to perfect our craft, and with this album really we wanted to be experimental. We wanted to change things up. We thought um, we're sick of being defined by one genre. Oh, we're a rock bands. So we can only write rock songs. We thought we listened to so many different types of music. We thought we just wanted to you know write a song in whatever style we wanted. And if we liked it, we'd put it on the album kind of thing. So it's a 16-track it's a album, so it's quite long. It's our longest album yet, and it's just full of different styles and different things. Hence the name. We are in an identity crisis, but we love it because it's like we're not really right. sure what genre it is or anything. Awesome title for the album. And I'll tell you, if the first two tracks are any indicator, I can't wait to listen to the other 14 because uh, it, they are just great. The new, the new track is uh, I was just telling John Bon Jovial, whom I don't let hear the music until we play it on the show. Uh, I was just telling him this new track is exactly, it it gives you the exact feel of the message. Uh, You're begging her not to go, and it builds up to a crescendo, then all of a sudden she walks out, slams the door, and it's over. Boom, nothing more. That's it. Uh, And it's it's so great. You get that. You've got a heartbeat in it. I mean, literally... And uh, I, I can't wait to share it with the people. Who wrote this one? Yeah, it's a, um, I wrote this one. And it's basically just about, uh, well, essentially it's just about my girlfriend going to uni. She's a year older than me. 
And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, don't go, don't go. Yeah, and I was like, even though I know, I know it'd be fine, but don't go, don't go. It's like the end of an era sort of thing. And that was the whole, uh, at the end was the slamming the door kind of thing. That's how I wanted the feel of it to be. It's kind of like the door shutting on a, on a new era. But then when you see, when you listen to the album, the next track after that is very sort of upbeat. So it's like that transition is a door shutting on one era and a door opening on another, on another era. That's basically what I wanted to do with that. Mm. That's that's very good. I, I like the concept, and like I said, I can't wait to hear uh, the next track and the one after that, and the one after that. Uh, it's uh, you've really done a number, and I I think back to when you first came on the show, and the the potential was there. John and I both agreed. Uh, you, you just had that sound that you just felt that hey, here is a good band that's going to be a great band and you've definitely headed in that direction. What's happening to you guys so far with the uh, first two tracks that you've got out? Well, I mean, thank you so much for that. I really um, appreciate that. Thank you. So yeah, I mean, basically with when we released Calm, the response was just huge, really. It just blew up and we, you know, we got so many, we got hundreds uh, of new followers coming in and the, the same. It was a yeah. shock really, wasn't it? To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't expect it. I mean, I mean well, we basically, we wanted to reinvent ourselves with this album. And so we, we got some photo shoots done. We wanted to reinvent our whole image, everything, um, not just the music. And we started teasing the track before it came out with all these new pictures of us. And then the track came out and, and everyone just caught on. And then we're like, oh, I just can't wait to release the next one. Because we all, we all as a band agreed, I actually don't want you to go is actually a better song than Calm. We were like, oh, if they like Calm. I feel like we really tried to open our minds up a bit more to what we could potentially do and also remove, like, limitations. I mean, as my brother was saying about um, how in the past we have always kind of restricted ourselves to one genre. With this album, we kind of stepped out of that and tried something out there, you know, something mm-hmm. completely different. And, and we feel like we've been able to do it and we just hope that everyone else feels the same. I think so far, a, a major. Go on. So far, a good yeah, indicator on. that uh, they love what you're doing, and uh, and that's a great sound for you. Uh, tell me, with the lockdowns and the lack of touring and live playing, what are you doing to keep that edge alive? Writing. We've been writing the next album. Keep <laughs> our heads down, really, and, and we've actually finished the next album. Yeah, almost finished. It's we're almost there now. Just been keeping busy, really, letting our hair grow. You know, not taking ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. Um, Trying to see the positives in in what's kind oh, of happening to all of us right now. You know, absolutely. Yeah. yeah I guess I better. Uh, I guess I better uh, schedule your uh, return appearance for when the album is written. The next album is ready. <laughs> well, well, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we, that's we, awesome. Are you doing any? Right. Are you doing any uh, any live uh, online? Um, we've we've been debating it, and we we actually um, we're thinking about it um, now that the whole band is able to meet up and obviously social distance and all that. We're um, we're definitely thinking about it, and it is becoming more of a possibility. So we probably will be doing that at some point. But we've also actually got a gig in London at the Islington, but for August and ninth. So we're hoping, ah. judging by 
everything that's being eased right now, we're hoping that we will yeah. we'll be able to go ahead with that because we just can't wait. We've been caged up for so long. Just so oh, close to right. done, really, you know. Believe me, we know the feeling. <laughs> it's going around over here, too. We've, uh, as a matter of fact, we've started it going the wrong direction, and a lot of places are backing off on their opening right now, and uh, that's not a good thing. We don't like to see that. But please keep us yeah. in line, keep us notified of what's going on, and when you, if you do do a live feed, let us know so we can help you spread the word. We will be. Thank you. No, thank you. Really appreciate that. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you sharing with us, and uh, we're, we're just so, so rocked to be able to uh, share the music with you. John Bon Jovial, you want to jump in here before we have to let him go? Oh, yeah, because we've only got a little bit of time left, guys. But, you know, seriously, it is such a pleasure to have you back on again, and it is a pleasure to uh, listen to the metamorphosis of your music and how it has developed uh, over the years and... Uh, it really, uh, you guys are doing a great job. Um, now, you know, I never say anything bad about anybody on the air because, you know, it's just not cool to do that. But, but seriously, in all sincerity, you know, we really uh, are impressed with what you guys have done, and we just really look forward to following you in the years to come. Thank Absolutely. you so much. You're a perfect example of what I tell every guest we have on the show. We want to keep in touch with you because we like to follow the progression and the growth of all of our guests. And you guys have personified that to the max. And we are so glad that you keep sharing with us. Thank you so much for sharing, for caring, and for coming back and visiting us. Oh, of course, always. It's Anytime. two-way street. It's always a two-way Fantastic. Street. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, Wild Horse. This is their latest track. I want you to listen to this because you're going to hear more of it. It's called Don't Want You to Go.
Wild Horse, Don't Want You to Go. That's the first two tracks off their new album coming up real soon. Watch for it online. Uh, Watch for Wild Horse UK. And uh, also keep in touch here following the David Bowers Awards because we'll pass the word on to you as soon as we have it too. John Bon Jovial, I think we've done another hour. I think it's about time to to pack up the old suitcase here, uh, pick up the the disco lights and uh, the microphones and all the other equipment, put them in their respective cases and get on out of here and take us home. Yeah. Now that we've been a bad enough influence on everybody's children, I guess it is time for us to get out of here. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for spending the hour with us. We are so grateful and we will see you Uh, next week here on the David Bowers Awards. That's what we're hoping for anyway. The David Bowers Awards, we are broadcast around the world from the studios of Computer Help USA in Naples, Florida, and of course from the Valley of the Sun in Tempe, Arizona, and uh, available for free on most of the major streaming services. Be sure to follow the David Bowers Awards on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, and all the usual suspects, and join us next week for the David Bowers Awards. Uh, That's going to be Saturday at 12 p.m. Eastern on WRFZ-FM. That's 106.3 on their FM radio dial, otherwise known as Rochester Free Radio. And, of course, on our uh, major platform, which is Blog Talk Radio, Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and 6 to 7 p.m. UTC. So until next week, for the David Bowers and Nick, our marvelously geeky and lovable engineer, hop along sarcastity and all the usual idiots that hang out with us, uh, I am yours truly, the lovably legendary John Bon Jovial saying, uh, be good to each other, stay apart from each other, love each other, wash your hands. <laughs> we'll see you next week, right here on the David Bowers Award.